Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today we will try to finish the teaching on Joseph. If you did not come last Sunday, please listen to the teaching of last Sunday in the YouTube, or you can get from the CD table. The name of the teaching called "Keys to Success." The teaching today is about total forgiveness. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much for the opportunity to hear your word together. Anoint your people, Lord. Put your oil on them so that they can have a revelation, light, and understanding of your truth, Lord. And help us, Lord, that we will not just be hearers of the word, but we will be doers of your word, Father. And we can see victory, and we can see promotion, we can see blessing, and we can be the blessing to the nations, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Last Sunday, we learned about Joseph. I want to make a conclusion a little bit from last Sunday. Joseph was sold to be a slave in Egypt, and he faced so many trials and tests that were allowed by God. But he kept his heart right. He passed all the tests. He was sold by his brothers, and not only that. He was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, his boss's wife, that he tried to rape her. In fact, he ran away. He passed the test of committing fornication or adultery, and then he was put in jail. Wow, his life was going downhill. But all those times, for years, he kept his heart right. He passed all the tests, and after God. Examine his life. God say, "I can trust this man. I can promote him. I can use him because he passed all the tests." Brother and sister, if you want God to promote you, if you want God to use you, to allow the anointing, the gift of the Holy Spirit in you to flow out of you to be the blessing to many people, God give the gifts to Joseph, the gift of. Interpretation, the dream. So the gift was used later on, and that looked like insignificant gift. Push him up to be the prime minister in Egypt, and we want to learn about his life. What is the key for his success? What is the key? And this key is very difficult to do. We call total forgiveness, not partial. Forgiveness. Last Sunday, we learned from the book of Genesis that when you totally forgive somebody, one thing that you need to do to show that you totally forgive that person who has hurt you, offended you, or mistreated you, or did something wrong to you, you need 
to keep your mouth shut and you don't tell the mistake of that person to anybody. You don't share with anybody. Today is a era of internet, the era of media. People can accuse people, can attack people in media, and it can be bad. Put a block on, put something into internet, and if you really forgive somebody, you will not tell anybody about that person's mistake. In Psalm chapter 103, verse 12, the Bible says, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. I thank God that on the last day, when you and I go to heaven, the Lord will not put a big screen and show to people the secret of my life, what's wrong I did in my life. He removed it and he remembered them no more. And he will not show to anybody. I thank God he will not show those mistakes to you. In the same way, he will not show your mistake to me. He will not tell anybody. He keep it secret. Now let's look at the second way to show total forgiveness. In Genesis chapter 45, verses 2 to 5. And Joseph wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. You need to understand Joseph was in the Egyptian cloth. He was able to speak Egyptian language. He was a man of authority, the second in command in Egypt. He has authority to kill anybody in that room. He can arrest them, put them in jail. Man of authority. Please come near me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. He was speaking this without anyone around. He kept it secret. No Egyptian Workers around there to hear the mistake of his brother. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves, because you saw me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. The second principle, if you really totally forgive somebody, you need to follow the example of Joseph. Joseph did not want his brothers to be afraid of him. He did not want them to be scared, to be shaken in front of his presence. When you forgive somebody, you will not make that person feel guilty or feel scared to be around you. You may not be able to call anybody to go to jail. You may not be able to call police and catch somebody to send to jail. Or you give the ticket to that person. But you can make people scared when they come around you, those who offend you. You may think in your heart this way. Yeah, I'm going to obey God. I will forgive you. But I think you need to be terrified when you come around me. I don't think you feel bad enough. When you come close to me, you need to be shaken. 
So what I'm gonna do? We call silent treatment. When you walk by, I walk another way. I'm not gonna look at your eyes. When I walk by you, I'm gonna walk like this. I'm not gonna say hi to you. I'm not gonna shake your hand. You will know that you make a big mistake against me. You need to run away from me ASAP. No. Total forgiveness puts people at ease. You are smiling, greeting, hugging, shaking hand. You will show love. You act like nothing happens from the bottom of your heart. That's why Joseph said, "Come close to me, please. Come close to me. Don't be scared. I'm not going to put you in jail. I'm not going to kill you. I love you. I forgive you. Come close to me." Is that the way of our God? I see God that way. Our God forgives us totally. I never have to run away from God. I can run toward God. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter eleven twenty-eight to twenty-nine. Then Jesus said, "Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest." Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Have we made mistake? Have I passed along make mistake? Did God treat me like, hey, stay away from me? You need to be scared of me. No, He said, come to me, come close to me. He did not want to make. Anybody that he forgive, be scared of him or terrified in front of him. My brothers and sisters, if you want God to promote you, if you want God to use you, to allow your body, your life to be the clean vessel for the anointing to flow through you, that many people will be saved, many people will be healed and delivered and blessed by you. You need to pass the test. How many people have never been offended by somebody? Raise your hand up. You have been offended, so now you need to learn how to totally forgive those people. When you see those people, smile, make them feel at ease. Don't make them feel bad. Amen. Don't have a silent treatment. Verses five to eight, the Bible say, "But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself." Because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth, and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you. Everyone say it's not you. Who sent me here? But God and He has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. The third indication, the third sign of total forgiveness, is that you don't want to make people feel guilty when they come around you. Don't think this way. I will forgive you, but when you come around me, 
you have to feel really bad. You need to feel really condemned and guilty. You can make a decision to obey the Lord. Let me ask you this question: Are you living under the old covenant or under the new covenant? The old covenant say eyes for eyes, is that right? So the old covenant say you can take revenge, but the new covenant say you totally forgive, and you don't need to pay me back. Yes, those who repent will pay back anyway, but for you, you say I will not put you in guilt. Anymore, I want to tell you, I was a very devout Buddhist, and one sentence that made me turn to Christ is this sentence: When I watched the movie from Campus Crusade, thirty-nine years ago, Jesus was on the cross in that movie, and he said, "Father, forgive them; they don't know what they are doing." When Jesus said that sentence, did The soldiers, Roman soldier, and the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, and the wouldn't see, and the couldn't see, repent. No, they still hated him. They did not repent. Even the Bible say this way, that the soldiers say, "Hey, Jesus, you save other people. You claim to be the Messiah. Why don't you save yourself?" They ridiculed him, but. Even though they don't repent, Jesus said, "Forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing." When I heard that sentence, it's so opposite to my old religious belief, because my old religious beliefs say you have to pay. You kill three chicken, you need to be born to be chicken for many life. You have to pay your sin, but God say. I forgive you. You don't need to live in guilt anymore. I totally wash your sin away. I pay for your sin hundred percent. You don't need to live in guilt anymore. It's too good to be true. The good news is too good to be true. If you preach the good news, the true good news, it will be too good to be true. Really. I have done so many bad things in my life, and God totally forgive me. I don't have to feel condemned anymore. I don't have to feel guilty anymore. Yes, it's too good to be true. Amen. God loves us in the same way when we forgive people. Don't make them feel condemned and guilty at all. Sometimes we say we forgive, but you need to check your heart. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17 verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Sometimes we think that we forgive, but deep in our heart we don't totally forgive. And how can you check whether you totally forgive a person? You will not want that person to feel afraid. And to feel guilty around you, you will not even mention about the mistake. You just let it go and never mention again. You may not even say, "I forgive you." <laughs> Sometimes this has happened. Some people step on your toes, and they don't even realize that they step on your toes. They didn't mean it, and then you walk to that person. You know, I forgive you. Is that real forgiveness? No, because you want them to know you hurt me. 
I forgive you. Many times I tell you, people has done wrong to you out of ignorance, out of weaknesses, especially in international church like this, because we have come from different cultures, different ways of doing things. Sometimes Thai people may offend Chinese people because of different culture. So you need to let go and say, "We are all human being. I make mistake. You make mistake. We are not gonna hold grudges." We will not even have to say, "I forgive you." I just let it go. I will not make you feel condemned. I will let it go. Amen. If you want God to bless you, you need to forgive people totally. I want to warn you something. Usually, people who need your forgiveness are number one, those who are in your family, those who are in the same home, because. You think you marry a very nice guy, but you find out he is a King Kong, <laughs> and you say, "Wow, I don't know. When you date me, you look so nice, but now you're King Kong." <laughs> you take your shirt off and you throw on the ground and have to pick it up. So you need to forgive those who are in the same family. Not only that, you need to forgive those who you admired. Such as your boss, your pastor, your parents, your whoever you admire. And number three, the most difficult people to forgive is people in the same church, because you think that they are perfect, but actually they are not perfect. They make mistake too. Somebody said this way a poem: "Living with the saints above, oh, that will be glory. Living with the saints below, that will be another story." So, if you around me long enough, you need to forgive me, because I make mistake as well. Amen. So we don't put any person in guilt; we let it go, and just keep forgiving them. Genesis chapter forty-five, verse eight, number four. So now it was not you who sent me here. But God, and He has made me a father to Pharaoh, a lord of all his house, a ruler throughout all the land. Why did Joseph say this? Do you know what he means? It means he wants to save their face. When you forgive somebody, you want to save their face. You act like you don't know what's going on. Or you overlook their faults and their mistake. You keep their self-esteem. They can still feel good about themselves. They can save their face. You don't want to tear their face in front of people. Make them feel bad in front of people. Joseph spoke up. Hey, don't worry. God is the one who sent me here. Don't worry. He saved. His brother's face. He did not put them in guilt. He did not want to destroy their reputation. If you can do this all the time, I believe you can have a lot of good friends around you. You save people's face all the time. I believe that when Joseph said that, all the brothers turn to each other and say, "Dan, did you hear what he say? We sold him." And then another brother turned to. Naphtali, did you hear what Joseph say? He says God who did it. 
And when Joseph heard that, say, "Oh yes, don't worry. God was the one who sent me to Egypt. You don't have to feel bad at all." This is how God treats us. He tried to save our face. He never exposed us. I gave a counseling to a pastor, a brand new church in another country. What happened is that this church has so many rich people and the Offering so much each week, and they tie to our church to this church. And suddenly, somebody find out that the money is gone from the account, two hundred thousand bahts, or about how many dollars? Seven thousand dollars disappear. And the pastor was confused why money disappear. Eventually, the bookkeeper. This is a brand new church. They just gathered together only three months. The bookkeeper came to the pastor and say, "Pastor, I'm sorry. I'm the one who got tempted, yielded to temptation, and I stole that money, seven thousand dollars from the church account. Could you please forgive me?" Oh, all the elders and committees say, "Bad. We need to expose her on the pulpit and tell the whole congregation." And the lady say, "I'm willing to come up to the pulpit to say sorry to the whole congregation that I'm the one who cheated that money. I repented." The pastor called me and say, "What can I do?" He's a brand new pastor. He did not know what to do. You know what I say? I say, "Pastor, she already repented. She say sorry to you. She return money, and she say sorry to the committee. They have committee. Just stop there. Please don't expose her." Just keep it inside and let it go and move on. This is the way of God. It's good to be true, but it is. Ephesians chapter two verse eight: For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself; it is the gift of God. If God showed grace to us, we make so many mistakes. If you know my history, you will not like me anymore. Pastor Dan know my history very well. I was a bad guy. I was really bad. But God, by His grace, He saved my face. He never told anybody about my past mistake. It's by His grace He saved my face. Romans chapter eight verse twenty-eight. This is one of the favorite scripture in my heart. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. This scripture means so many things. Number one, if you love God, you follow God. He's gonna lead you. Eventually, work everything for your good. But if you read this scripture carefully, it means He saved your face. What try try to say? You may do the right thing five of them. You make mistake five of them. And no matter what, out of these ten, all together, you make some mistake. You did some good thing. All together, He will make it out for good for you. He said that I'm not gonna blame you. I'm not gonna attack you. I'm not gonna make you lose reputation. I'm gonna keep you to be in self-esteem, self-confidence that I loved you. You make mistake, I still loved you. You can be confident that I loved you. I don't blame you. I don't attack you. I'm gonna make everything that you make mistake turn around to be good for you. Is that right? God is a gracious God. Amen. Overlook the mistake. 
Don't look at the mistake of people. Save their face. If you want to have a good marriage, I want to really encourage you. Don't point finger to one another. Stop pointing finger. Don't drag out the old mistake that happened 15 years ago. Honey, you remember 15 years ago? You need to feel bad. I'm going to tell my kids. They need to know what mistake you make. Don't do that. Forgiveness is the key to success in marriage. When it's done, it's done. You talk about it, it's over. Don't bring them back again. Don't dig into the past again. Make your wife feel good about herself. Make your husband feel good about himself. Amen. Give up the desire to get even, to revenge. You reap what you sow. If you sow forgiveness, you're gonna reap forgiveness. Total forgiveness is the most difficult thing to do in this world, but it's worth it. Total forgiveness will lead you to promotion. Will lead you to better life. Amen. Genesis 45 verses 9 to 12. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him. Listen carefully. What kind of sentence he told his brother? Thus say your son Joseph. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you will be near to me. You and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds, and all that you have, there I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. And behold, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. Total forgiveness, not only not sharing. About people' mistake, don't make them afraid of you. Don't make them feel guilty. Save their face. Number five, you protect their dark secret. In fact, when this brother met Joseph, you need to think about this. They met Joseph, and he said, "Brothers, go back to Jacob, my daddy." I think the first thought they think, "Wow." We're gonna be in trouble. We make a story. We lie to our father that Joseph was killed by a wild beast, and we told our father he died already. Joseph gonna tell us to go back to our father and say, "Tell your dad, tell my dad that you lied. You make a story. You are bad sons." Did he say that? No, he kept the secret of that dark habit, a dark practice. He told the brothers, "Go back and just tell your dad to come here. I'm gonna do good to all of you." When you forgive somebody, you will not share the secret of their mistake to the whole world or to other people. You just keep your mouth shut. You don't talk about it. You act like you don't know. You don't share with anybody, and you do good to them. That's what happened to Joseph. All of us, believe me, have some skeletons in our closet. Thank God, he did not pull the skeleton out and hit us in front of people. Pulled out and 
Hey, stand in front of everybody in the church. I gotta hit your butt with your skeleton. Your mistake. He will save our face. He will keep the secret of our life. He will not share to anybody. Only he knows what's going on. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 12 say, Love covers all sins. Because God loves us, he did not share about our mistake. He did not share the secret. He helped us to protect our secret. Amen? Last one. Genesis 50, 15 to 21. When Joseph's brother saw, this is 17 years later, when Joseph's brother saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, now they make a story again, they lie again. Before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now, please forgive the trespass of your servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brother also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people. Wow, what is his attitude? He's a good man. I love that. Save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you. They did not do good to Joseph, but he said, I will provide for you and your little ones. Joseph was a generous man. He's a forgiving man. He's a good man. That's why God trusts him, promoted him to be prime minister. How many people want to be like Joseph like this? Good man, good woman, godly people. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. He did not yell. He spoke kindly to them. Have you ever faced this situation like this? For example, this has happened to me all the time, actually. Somebody offended you. And you pray and God spoke to you. Could you please forgive that person? And you say, yes, Lord, I will obey you. I want to please you. And you forgive. And you feel peace on the inside. Oh, good. I did the right thing. I forgive. My husband or my friend in the church, you feel so good. Two weeks later, you heard the voice, Hey, you remember what he did to you? He hurt you. He did not deserve to be forgiven. Huh? Remember? And you start to have that feeling back again. Yes. Mm. I want to slap on his face. And then you say, oh, God, help me to forgive him again. So you decide to forgive. And you have peace back. A year later, you met somebody who has the same personality as that man. Oh, I remember this. The same way. I remember 
what that guy did to me. Then the anger, the bitterness start to rise up again. And you have to fight with that bitterness again. How many people have this situation in your life? Me, I raise my hand very high. <laughs> Happened to me a lot. Total forgiveness is a lifetime thing. 17 years later, Joseph still forgave his brother. He was nice to them, still took care of them, and spoke kindly to them. But you may say, God, I think they deserve some bad things. I'm going to take care. I'm going to take revenge. But the Bible says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And you may say to God, you may argue with God, when are you going to repay? I cannot wait. It has to be now. Send fire from heaven to burn him right now. And the Bible says, don't worry. Everyone going to face Jesus Christ at the judgment seat. And at that time, he will take care of judgment. And you argue, no, it's too long. Judgment seat, maybe 2,000 years from now, it's too long. I want him to get it now. Don't play God. You are not God. Vengeance is God's job, not your job. Your job is to totally forgive that person, love that person, pray for that person, do good to that person. Don't revenge. Let God repay. Amen? Let me ask this. What is better between peace and anger? What is better between anointing and animosity? What is better between favor and fear? What is better between promotion and sickness? You make your own choice. If you don't forgive, you don't get promotion from God. The anointing will not work in your life. You will be sick. You will be angry. You cannot sleep. You cannot be sick because you still hold bitterness and anger on the inside of you. You will not have peace. I believe all of you are smart enough. Are you smart? What are you going to choose? You going to choose peace or anger? Are you going to choose anointing over animosity? Are you going to choose blessing, not cursing? God spoke to me yesterday. He said that I'm the God who repay. Repay two things. Repay means those who hurt you and they don't repent. You let them go. God is going to take care. And that happened to me so many times. People try to destroy me. I just let them go and I just forgive. And eventually they got into big trouble because God repay. Vengeance is his. But repay also this. Repay also. He will repay you what good things you do. God spoke to me yesterday afternoon. He said this. Son, keep doing the right thing. Keep honoring me. Forgiving people. Loving people. Loving my church. Keep doing the right thing no matter what other people did to you. You keep doing the right thing because I will repay you. And I will repay your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. What you did good in this generation, your children are going to reap 
the legacy and the harvest from you. Do it. I choose blessing. I choose forgiveness. I choose love. I choose promotion. I choose fruitfulness and anointing. I don't want to live in bitterness and unforgiveness. Joseph, look at the eyes and say, I still forgive you 17 years later. You see, Joseph is the best example to us in the area of total forgiveness. In conclusion, six things. Sign of total forgiveness. Number one, you don't tell other people about their mistake. They mean people who offend you. Two, don't make your offenders be afraid of you. Three, don't make them feel guilty. Four, help them save face. Five, protect them from that dark secret. Don't share with anybody. Cover the multitudes of sin. Six, lifetime practice of forgiveness. How many people are going to do this? You think it's difficult to do? Very difficult. I think forgiveness is one of the most difficult things to do in life. But I believe God has grace for you. He will forgive you. He will help you to forgive other people. Just draw the grace from Him. Draw the power from the Holy Spirit. Choose to forgive. Choose life. Choose blessing. Choose anointing. Choose promotion. By totally forgiving other people. Somebody will step on your toes for sure. In this church, I remember one time, I don't know what thing I preached on the pulpit that day. This is like the second year of this church, or third year. I say something about Mercedes-Benz car. I mentioned about Mercedes-Benz. One lady sit in the house that day, and she was mad at me. That I mentioned about Mercedes because she drives Mercedes. And she never forgave me still today. She did not want to see my face. She got cancer. Thank God. God saved her. Unforgiveness can make you sick. She did not forgive this pastor for years and years and years. That is not good. I did not mean to hurt her when I say Mercedes, but she took it personal, and she got mad at me. Brother and sister, so many times people did not mean to hurt you, but you interpret that they want to hurt you, and you hold that crutches for years and years without forgiving that person. Don't do that. Let go of the past hurt. Let go of the past disappointment. Let go of the past offense. Let go. Forgive. Move on with life. God has new things for you to do. God has a future for you. Move on to the promised land. Amen? How many people will practice total forgiveness from today on? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the way of total forgiveness from the life of Joseph, your servant Lord. Oh Lord, May your Holy Spirit remind us all the time of this truth. Help us, Lord, not to hold grudges 
bitterness, anger, resentment any against anybody, Lord. Help us to let go and totally forgive anybody. Our wife, our husband, our children, our parents, our grandparents, our boss, our co-workers, our friend in the church, our pastors and leaders. Our new friends, forgive strangers who hurt us, who say bad things about us, Lord. Help us to be forgiving like you, Lord. We want the blessing. We want the promotion. We want the anointing. We choose the right thing, Father. We want to be healthy, live a long life, good days, full of God's favor, Lord. We choose. Forgiveness, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not sure any one of you don't know Jesus in this room. I want to give you a chance to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you can pray with me and ask God to forgive you of your sin and ask Jesus to come into your life. Pray with me, Father. I admit, Lord, that I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. I have offended you, Lord. Please forgive me, Lord, of my sins. Jesus, you are the Son of the Living God. You are my Savior. You shed your blood on the cross. To pay for me, O oh Lord, come into my life, Jesus. Sit on the throne of my life. I repent of my sin, and I will follow you from today on. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.